Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we're discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, Episodes 3 and 4. Matt, how's it going? I'm happy to be here. Man, what a journey. <laughs> Every episode is new, man. I I am I know last week um we had an extended conversation about how we really weren't feeling this new JoJo. I'm back on board. I'm getting there. I'm not quite there yet. I'll let you know the exact second that I got on board. I think I know. I think I know. All right, cool. It's probably the moment where I started to turn around a bit, but we'll see. (laughs) Well, we'll start start with episode three, The Curse of Dio. And um, it begins right into the intro. So uh, big mood right there (laughs) before we go into the episode. Has the intro grown on you at all? The intro's grown on me. It's still a little too... Like, it's weird because the past like big intros we had the pro parts were they were very anime like they're not not yeah this one but feels more like standard shonen jumpy anime it's starting to grow on me yeah um i'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit more there, uh, there's we, no uh there's no dio yeah. walking up a pillar randomly and yeah oh god oh that feels so good and there's no shot of the pillarmen yeah zooming out of them forever those, those kings I miss you, my Pillarman. I miss you. I love all three of you, and I miss you all. Uh, We restart. uh, Basically, a recap at the end of the last episode. There's a gross uh, flesh bud in Kekuin's forehead uh, that's directly in his brain. Joseph uh, basically says, this is the reason that this boy followed Dio. I'd like to note that when the heroes talk about Dio, it is capital D-I-O. When the villains talk about Dio, it is D, lowercase I and O. And not picked up on that. It is. I enjoy that heavily. Um, it's something to look at at this, particularly in the subtitles. But yeah, whenever the, whenever one of our heroes they go Dio, it, it's all, right. all caps. So I you're excited to watch Kakuyun definitely die right here and now. I, I know. I was so worried for Kakuyun. I, I was like, oh god, this guy is so dead. Uh, we have a weird speech where Joseph is like, man, this Dio guy, he's charismatic. He's like a cult leader. And him. Uh. However, even though he's so charismatic, he still he still uses a flesh nub to take over Kekuin's brain. Which yeah, that was a little I, con- yeah, that was a little confusing. I wasn't sure if they were trying to say he's actually charismatic or if like he had like you know, brain bug charismatic powers. Remember, too, that everything he knows about Dio comes from Granny Arena. So it's like he kissed me once, so I drank puddle water, and then I think he died, and then he ruined my honeymoon. You think that's what he, he distorted that memory in his own mind? Is like, wow, Dio is so charismatic, he must have made Granny Arena kiss him. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I mean, considering how they all talk about women in this show, maybe uh, he is blaming Arena. That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that bummer hopefully going away at some point. Not, not yet. Not hold my breath. Not hold my breath. Um, we uh, we go into a great flashback where they're all kind of talking about Dio and Abdul's like, "Yo, back in Egypt, I met Dio once. It was during a full moon, and uh, <laughs> it was a it was a dark and full moon night. Dear Penthouse, you'll never believe what happened to me." Um, Abdul reminds everybody, crazily enough, that before he started hanging out with Joseph, he apparently is a professional fortune teller. Which plays in later in the episode, but I thought that was a weird job choice for Mr. Abdal here, considering he's had fire powers his whole life. What kind of job are you going to get with fire powers, man? I guess, you know what? Very good point. Very good point. 
Uh, I'd like to note that, uh, so when he gets back to his shop, Dio is just hanging out front of the shop, and uh, the camera dwells long enough, and I have to imagine they'll be super inconsistent about this all over again. Uh, Dio's ear birthmarks are back. They are, all three of them. All three of them are there. This is probably the last time they'll be back, I bet. <laughs> um, it's a real creepy scene. Uh, Dio's like, hey, buddy, I hear you got a power. Can you show me your power, buddy? Buddy, hey, buddy, pal. Can I see Can, can I see this magical power of yours? I hear your power strong. Can oh, you show so me your power? <laughs> I'll show you my yeah, power. come on, man. Uh, my power, apparently, is hair snakes. <laughs> well, the best... Remember, we're listening to Dio talk right now. The first time we heard him talk, we just kind of assumed he was in... Like, he had this... He has his voice, right? Have you noticed his voice is, like, different than everyone else's? It's almost got, like, an echo to it? Yeah. Are we supposed to feel like he's got a charismatic power when he talks? He's got an aura. There's so much presence with how they've mixed Dio's audio into the show. He, yeah. he just seems, like, a little bit above everybody else. And I'm wondering, like, he didn't used to be that way. Is, is there something new with him? Does he have this, like, new power of, like, Mass Effect indoctrination in him? Like, <laughs> I feel like he's living up to the legend. It's like, well, it's like every scene is just him being like, it was me, Dio, that energy all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, he has hair snakes. Like, the ends of his hair are those, like, flesh nubs. And it's really funny because, like, yet again, Joseph gave that speech about how charismatic Dio is. He goes to the mind control nubs so quickly in this scene, it's crazy. <laughs> like, he doesn't give Abdul a chance to say no. He's just immediately hair snakes. Uh, Abdul, of course, does some flip, flip, flipping, floppy, and jumping, and he just books it out of there like a yeah. hero. Well, Abdul attributes his whole ability to escape just because he already knew it was coming. Like, I knew who Dio was, so I was fortunate to survive. Like, if I hadn't known Dio, I guess he would have been too charming to escape. I guess if Mr. Joseph hadn't told me about him, I'd be totally yeah. doomed. Um, and then they recap to the idea. It's like, man, those things are bad news. Boy, this kid's dead. I guess we need to figure out what to do with the body. And Jotaro's like, nah, guys, I can totally do this. <laughs> and his argument basically is, if my stand can stop a bullet, it could deal with this flesh bud. <laughs> comes up a lot in these two episodes where he's like i can do anything because i can stop bullets <laughs> remember that one time i stopped a i love the idea that his confidence hinges on the fact that he tried to shoot himself once and his stand stopped that from happening <laughs> and if i remember he was completely like his hand was shaking when he did that too like he didn't have complete confidence that that was gonna work no he was just like all right good news i'll kill myself bad news it'll show them that i'm haunted like, I think he kind of wanted to do it. But uh, that's not in this scene. He's super confident. And uh, Star, uh, his stand appears outward. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's weird because they make it seem like he's going to perform some kind of, like, precision surgery. But all that really happens is his stand, like, really grabs hold of the nub. But as he starts to pull it out, one of the tentacles of and I actually really dig sticks into Jotaro's hand and starts going up his arm and is like making its way for his brain which is cool somehow I found this less gross than the like the blood vein stuff with uh, Lisa Lisa yeah I guess because it's singular also uh, Suzy Q that's what happened Suzy Q yeah. Right, yeah um however I did write in my notes and this is something I did enjoy uh Joseph Joestar becomes Speedwagon and starts describing the scene as it's happening and hypes it up and I started to feel it 
Did you is that feel when it? I, is that when it came to you? Nope. That happens in the next episode. Okay. I'm still not one over. Oh, man. I thought it would have been in this episode. That was my guess. I, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'll tell you the moment. But uh, okay. Joseph Joseph is, I liked Joseph being a speed wagon in that moment. Being like, look at him. My grandson's quite a guy. Look at this guy go. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Because when this, as far as this episode goes, I never, I, I thought of Avdol as like the step in uh speed wagon maybe that comes later when he does his whole thing yeah but right, well at least right now joseph is watching something happening and describing it happening as it's happening we, we all feel the I absence as, as, as a speed wagon yeah that works. I, think, I think it fits oh uh, we get a very hype moment where uh basically jotaro is able to completely uh yank out the flesh bud and then Star Platinum kind of like pulls at it and then throws it. And he throws it at Joseph, who then does a freaking Haman overdrive and karate chops it into oblivion. Do you think Dio still has a weakness to sunlight and Haman right now? I think so. Well, he's only hanging out at night. He is. Like, we've only seen him at night. And it feels almost like a step back that we're back to being weak to half of a day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, but... Hey, Dio is—he's so charismatic, man, and he's got these flesh buds for some reason. Who knows? Uh, Kakoin comes to and asks Jojo Jotaro why he was saved. Uh, Jotaro, being the badass that he is, doesn't answer. Doesn't have an answer for why it happened. And uh, we cut over to Holly, who's like watching from outside the doorway, and she's like, "Oh, my boy, my boy's such a sweet boy," and she goes into full like uh, uh, nurse mode. And then we get Joseph being Joseph. Uh, whining about the fact that he's going to have to sleep on the floor and how he needs a bed and beds are great and Japan is terrible. Oh, and then Holly, uh, yeah, the whole Holly thing with Holly is great right now. Holly triggers him. I wrote in my notes, like, she full-blown just triggers him um, because she's like, don't call me Holly, call me Seiko because Holly, Holy, like, Seiko basically means, like, one of holiness. She basically explains, like, the Japanese, like, if she did a Japanese version of her name, it would be Seiko. And all of her Japanese friends call her Seiko. And she's like, Dad, you're in Japan. You should act like it's Japan. And he just completely <laughs> flips his wig, and it's awesome. It is so much more fun to watch him get angry about all this Japanese stuff when it's not directed at people. Yeah, when it's over the fact that, well, it's like he's the butt of the joke here, and that helps yeah. him a little bit more. Like, he's that... not actively being a hater. Well, what makes it extra hilarious is that... Uh... We're both watching this in the uh, in the subtitles, right? With the original Japanese dialogue. Yeah, so we're we're watching this in Japanese as he says all these so, terrible things. Yeah, the hilarious thing is like I'll never call you Seiko, and then he originally, then he immediately follows up with like Holly Chan. Yeah, I'll never. <laughs> it's call like it. Holly Chan. Listen here, Holly Chan. I don't do anything Japanese. Now <laughs> so, give me some sushi, kawaii. Because they couldn't separate that. It's just I don't know. I found that particularly humorous, where he's complaining about the. Uh, not calling her a Japanese name yeah. so Japanesely. It just feels like he might as well have said like Nani Seiko. <laughs> it's it's I think it's really, really funny. And then I wrote in my notes, it's a sleepover. Oh, hey, fun. As we fade to black. Everyone has a sleepover. Uh we then have an incredible image. I'm way into this. Uh Joseph Joestar, a man who has saved the world wandering around in PJs, dragging sheets with his foot, screaming about how he can't find his pants and that he has Jotaro's pants and those pants could fit on him, but he's not going to he's not going to wear them. <laughs> kind of rubbing his eye too the whole time like it almost looks like a baby. It's like little kid PJs too, like full-blown. 
like Joseph Joestar wearing PJs with like not single color. They've got like comic comic book explosion effects on it or whatever. Is that what those are? Well, it's it's like um yelling uh, a yelling voice bubble outline. Yeah. It's, I it's couldn't a make PJ's out what that was. It's just great. He looks like he is three years old, waddling around, screaming about pants. <laughs> yeah, like, these aren't my pants, mommy. Where are my pants? And then feeding off the last scene, and I was laughing my head off at this. He's like, wait a minute. Holly's not replying to me, screaming about pants. Maybe she wants me to call her Seiko. Should I call her Seiko? No, never. She is Holly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Our love, I, I just, I love that our love for Joseph hasn't gone anywhere. This is so just great. This is exactly the pig-headedness of Joseph Joestar. He is, he is aged, but he has not changed. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, we then cut to Jotaro, who proclaims to no one. Like, he opens the front door of the house and goes, I am definitely going to school today. He says that, like, <laughs> to literally no one. Like, someone tried to stop him? I don't know. He's like, today, BS isn't going to happen. I'm going to school. But then he pauses because he realizes that every other day of his life that he's, I guess, opened the door and saying, I'm definitely going to school today. Holly's always been there to be sweet. And he's like, wait a minute. Where's mom? We build on this. Uh, Kekoin wakes up. And he doesn't exactly ask where Holly is, but he does seem a little confused. And then we have a great... Man, I love that they're subtitling the sound effects because Abdal turns a corner and he sees a spoon. It's a menacing spoon. Yes. Yes. The menacing spoon. The menacing spoon with the the menace to the side of it, like a sound effect. He's like so freaked out about this spoon. And he goes around and the menace doesn't go away. It just gets bigger because he walks into the room and then there's like spilt silverware everywhere. And you see that the fridge is open and the menacing continues. And at first, I somehow thought that the fridge had eaten Holly. God, they they embraced the whole woman in fridge. Yeah, the woman in fridge trope that hard. Yeah, it turns out Jojo invented woman in fridge. No, it's woman outside of fridge. Yeah. Everyone Proxy. copies. Yeah. Uh, but it, Holly is uh, blacked out, like uh, laying on the ground next to the fridge. And uh, Avdal goes over to her and he kind of sees something on, on her neck. And his response to seeing that, he goes, excuse me. And then just tears her clothes apart. Her, that pulls her shirt down her back. I guess it's, I guess I'm making it sound more violent than it is. A little but more. I, I feel like for it to get down to her waist, like, he should have had to unbutton something or something. Like he, he, that That's thing fair. goes down. Um, he's ruined a collar at least doing what he did. Um, and then we see that Holly has, uh, like, I wrote in my notes like ghostly vines with berries on her back. Yeah. It's kind of like reminiscent of what Joseph's stand is. Yeah, it's it's another kind of it's planty. Yeah, it's plant based. Um, and it is revealed that she has a stand that is making her sick. She has a fever. And then we get a really weird whole bunch of mixed messages where Abdal's like, this is Dio's fault, but it's also Holly's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, is he explains that um, because Dio has arrived, Dio has woken up the stands and all the Joe stars and stands only really work in people that have a will to fight. And because Holly's a sweet, nice person, AKA a lady, um, her stand is just killing her. I can't wait till we learn how Dio actually awakened Stans. 
that travels down the bloodline and how he seems to have multiple stand powers right now. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so Holly is Holly's Holly's dying from her stand and it's not um see I, I feel like I don't want to spoil or not spoil it. There are lady stand users who aren't immediately murdered by their stands in this season. We don't that's, wait for future shows. That's good to know. I feel God, it feels almost more like she's got the uh like the X-Men beak of stands. Yeah. It's like some people get really cool. I can take ghost photos. I have a a ghost hand that's super fast. Mine kills me slowly. I slowly poison. It's like maybe she has a stand that poisons things, but she doesn't know how to aim it, so it's poisoning her or something. Like I would love an explanation of how exactly the stand is so detrimental to her. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think the fan. There's not even a fan can, and everyone's like, "Eh, well, Holly, Holly's, eh, that's her power." Uh, the camera then pans over to both Joseph and Jotaro, and Joseph. At first, it looks almost like he headbutts jo uh, Jotaro, but he, like, grabs him, and he's like, ah, oh, this is my worst fear. Ah, oh, my daughter. I blame Dio as well. <laughs> and uh, Jotaro, like, uh, badass grabs his hand and flexes, and he's like, guys, we need to figure... I need answers. We need to We need to figure out what we got to do. But and, yeah, meanwhile, uh, uh, this is what I'm talking about, because Avdol dove into the, the speed wagon role here. I like, guess so, yeah. He was doing a lot of this completely bizarre off-the-wall explanation during all of this. Straight-faced, didn't drop a beat. That's a good point. Because he was, was like, yeah. Before jo Joseph and Jotaro even get there, he's just kind of like, oh my goodness, she has a stand, and this is how stands work, and she's, oh, she's totally dying. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to, and uh, the answer is Dio, so they cut to a pile of... Uh, spirit photos because they still need to find it's weird because at first it looks like they just have like a, a bad photo shoot that wasn't lit well is this just a whole bunch of photos of dio posing and flexing though none of them are drawn as well as the one that they focus on did you notice That's, that i did actually i was pretty uh standouty they really phone it in for the other ones camera did in yeah. Ooh. Ah, was, yeah. I, I Boom. That. Don't give me credit. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm about to lean into this <laughs> pretty bad myself. Uh, they're like, man, we can't figure out anything about these photos and whatnot. And Jotaro's like, hey, guys, remember that one time I tried to shoot myself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jojo is totally, or Jotaro is totally on a high. And he's like, you know what? My stand, which can grab bullets uh also has the ability to like it, it has heightened everything so he picks up the picture and his stand comes out and it basically does like the blade runner enhance like it focuses heavily into the picture its eyes go all like iris like uh like camera irisy almost like they expand contract kind of thing yeah it's it and actually as much as i'm kind of poking fun of it, i actually think this is kind of a neat idea uh, because uh, the stand is able to really look at the picture and notice every detail. And then uh, Jotaro picks up a piece of paper. And I actually thought this looked kind of cute. He's holding a pad up so that uh, his stand can then draw a picture on it. Because he doesn't see what a stand sees. Yeah. The stand this is, sees. Yeah. This is, this is probably the first moment that so far in the season where I started to wonder what the distinction between the stand and the stand user is. Yeah, because... Yeah. I kind of assumed like their consciousness was sort of like in the stand. Like it was part of them in such an intimate way that, you know, they saw and felt what the stand did. Not that the stand was something separate enough that 
this you see what i'm trying to get at yeah it's weird because the stand definitely feels like a separate entity in this moment it's like my my my, my buddy stand here will do this so the, i thought the stand like was the user i thought that was the whole point of them i'm gonna say a big it depends it seems okay yeah because, it does though yeah because i mean joseph's stand at no moment do you feel like that's ever gonna have any like sense of agency so who knows? Like he doesn't talk to it, but he yeah. has to do other like it's not it's almost like a friend. Yeah. Like a friend he doesn't talk to yeah. more than it is part of like an extension of his own body. It's like or it's like maybe he he himself can't comprehend exactly what the he has the information maybe he has the stand's information in his head but he can't comprehend it himself because I don't know. Anyway, the stand yeah. draws a picture of a fly is how this all breaks down. Um, I think it's a neat scene. Like he draws super quick, and it draws like a photorealistic, super accurate version of a fly. That's what the stand saw. Um, and um, the response of the team is: Abdul sees the fly, and goes, "I know that fly. Do we have a library?" And they're like, "Of course, we have a library." And he runs off to the library <laughs> to find out about flies, even though he knew what the fly was. I thought that was really weird because he's like, "I know that fly. Hold on, I need to check something." <laughs> I guess he didn't want to embarrass himself. He wanted to 100% verify the fly. Well, I mean, spoilers, but it was like a fly from where he grew up. So yeah, it's a real it's weird. Like, he wants to verify that. I guess it was only where he grows up. I mean, all right. So semi-spoilers too. Is he just trying to cover his, is he embarrassed that Dio is still where he saw him three months ago? <laughs> that becomes an interesting point to bring up later though. Yeah. Is in my mind, it seems like, Oh, wait, did Dio not leave where I saw him? Could we have just gone there? I mean, I gotta look up this fly. Bye. <laughs> to me, it seems crazy. I also wrote in my notes uh, that I think Joseph's outfit is cool in this scene, and Kikoin is still there. Joseph has a change of outfit? Yeah, he's got like a tie on in this scene. and Oh, Joseph. God, that's gonna keep throwing me for loops for so long. Oh, did yeah, I say Jojo? No. no, you said Joseph. I just oh, Okay, cool. I had an that was an issue on my side, but yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He looks <laughs> he looks very professional and very like grandpa-ish because he's wearing clothes from an older era at the moment. He's he's not wearing his grandpa sweater and he's not in PJs. He put on a he put on a tie for this very conversation. <laughs> I mean, he's a realtor. He is a realtor. Remember, yeah. he's a realtor. He's a realtor who apparently is still very close to the Speedwagon Foundation. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Uh, we have another scene here where. Um, Abdal's in the library, and then he notices the Kekoin's watching him, and they have to have they have to have the talk. God, they the really trust, trust they trust the Kekoin really fast. Dude. It's like whatever he's got a brain nubbin. <laughs> it goes back from like, well, he was mind controlled, so he must be the opposite of that thing. But yeah, they they trust his they trust him super quick. Nobody kicked him. He needed a you're, kick. You're right. They could have trusted him better with a kick, but no kicks, no, no friends. Kicks. Uh, um, they basically have the, the, the busy work conversation that needs to happen where it's like, no, nah, stands kill people all the time. It's not, but she's so sometimes people die, you know, unexplained illnesses, you know, when like, sometimes when people go to the doctor and the doctor can't cure them, it's a stand. It's always been stands. Stands are eternal. And by the way, she has 50 days before she will die. I don't know how he comes. He's not looking at her. She's not in the same room as her, but Abdul goes like, she's got 50 days. D-I-O. 
That's how I should pronounce it every time they say it is D-I-O. It's definitely capital D-I-O, man. Um, we then have um, a very cute but frustrating scene where apparently they've all decided they're just not going to explain to Holly what's happening. Um, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, yeah, you always have to have those kind of scenes. Uh, Holly's in bed and she's woken up. She's kind of talking. And we have this great little montage of Joseph just being a dad. Um, he like brushes her teeth and washes her face and like massages her. He does like a million little dad things. It's weird. Yet, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I related to doing every single one of those, you know, with my five-year-old daughter. Yeah. Oh, come on. If your adult daughter was super duper sick, I think you would immediately revert. Most of them. Well, not, I mean, you'd brush your teeth and give her, wouldn't, wouldn't you peel an apple for your, your 30 year old daughter? If she needed it, probably. If she was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if I, especially if I was worried she was going to die in 50 days. Exactly. Like there's some, there's some hard string tugging here. If you thought your daughter was haunted. <laughs> my <laughs> wouldn't my you daughter give her was, an apple? was haunted by literally her own death. Yeah. If your daughter's own spirit was destroying herself, wouldn't you peel an apple for her? How is that even possible? <laughs> Are we ever going to get more? Okay, this is, we do not get an explanation about stands that explains this crap, do we? Ever. Ah, uh, you'll get one you probably won't think makes a lot of sense, but you'll just go with it. All right, well, that's JoJo. Exactly. And yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's just keep rolling with that. We'll get to that bridge when we cross it. Um, and then I think it is, and I wrote in my notes, I think Holly just likes triggering Joseph because like he is babying <laughs> her so much. That she goes like, can you change my underwear too? And he like turns beet red and doesn't, he's like probably having a mental moment where it's like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? He seems stunned. She gets he, this from Susie Q. She definitely, you see her mother here. This is what yeah. this is. This is it's all a, Susie Q. Oh my God. It's totally... God. I bet they picked on her. I bet they both picked on him together, like all the time they ganged up on him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, there had to have been like he was getting it at all like angles and sides. Joseph Joestar was a man beset. <laughs> uh, we then ruin the mood because she tries to get up, and Jotaro like screams at her because he's worried, but he notices that him freaking her out um, only makes her stand to become more corporeal, and he's like, "No, no, I mean, uh, you know, to stay in bed while you're." Uh, well, you're not feeling well. You got a fever or whatever. Uh, well, we kind of had the redemption for Jotaro, though, because up until this point, we think he's just like an absolute asshole to his mother. Yeah. And this is where we see, oh, he really does care about his mom. He just acts like an asshole to her. Yeah. He's just a grumpy teenager. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, I think, the most tragic line of the episode where Holly comments that even though she's sick, it's nice because everyone's being nice to her. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, and then Kakuyun makes it weird. Not yet. That comes up soon. Really? It's not now? Yeah. Oh, okay. no. I'm glad that we have the same note. <laughs> <laughs> the Kakuoid does make it weird. Um, and Joseph then cuts, I wrote Joseph cuts a promo about how great his daughter is. You know, good for him. Because hype she man, like, Hype man Joseph. Yeah, hype man Joseph. He speed wagons his own daughter because she then blacks out. Because she was, he's like, oh my god, she was just faking that she was okay. She must have been doing this for days now. My daughter is incredible. What a kind soul. Um, <laughs> this this promo is ended with Kekyoin and Avdol coming back into the room, and Avdol's like, guys, it's a. I didn't write down what it was, but it's basically a, a fly of the Nile. It's a Nile fly. The narrator kicks in, and uh, basically, 
Uh, I wrote in my notes in all caps, wait a minute, I guess Dio is exactly where Abdal left him and they never thought to check. <laughs> well, why would he be there? Surely he's a mobile person who wouldn't settle down in one area. Yeah, but don't worry about that. We then are given the hilarious revelation that Kekoin was recruited while he was on a family vacation in Egypt. Everyone was from Egypt, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, me and my family were on a vacation and I just got kidnapped and now I'm here. Um, which I kidnapped me when I was 12. <laughs> it has that energy, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, which I guess is such a sad thing where it's like, oh my God, Dia ruined this boy's vacation. You want to be part of the team? So Kakoin has joined the party. Kakyoin is now in the party. We now have a wizard. <laughs> it's kind of he, his role. I'll go with that. Kind of a wizard. I mean, like yeah. Jotaro's the warrior. Uh, Joseph is Kakyoin. Yeah, does some thinking and does like ranged magic attacks. I can get behind it. He's kind of that. I don't know where you'd. Yeah, and you have two wizards then. Emerald Splash. Abdal is also a wizard. I think Abdal is definitely the black mage. Yeah, he's black mage. What is was that make? Is he red? Is 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 uh, Kekoin a, a red mage or a? Do any of them a mind control? Is it, is there a blue mage? It's blue magic, right? There's blue magic. That's when you learn uh, the enemy. That's when you use like enemy like monster spells. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and overlay which which of these are because they have a sillier thing they overlay on top of these. Oh, I can't wait. You mean the the tarot stuff? Yeah, like hold on before we leave. We have something okay. to do. <laughs> Um, but now that Catcoin has joined the team, uh, Joseph gets on the ground and then whispers another sweet, sweet promo at Holly, <laughs> which I just love how much he loves his daughter. I know he's a big boisterous idiot, but Joseph at, at his core, it's it, yet again, it's like when he flirted with Susie Q. Yeah. He's a, he's a big, loud doofus that runs his mouth, but at his core, he really does love his family. He's been really hard not to like, you know? He, he's been I, a very likable character, unlike Jero, who calls his mom and every woman he meets a bitch. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, while uh, Joseph is just quiet yelling, he's like whisper yelling. He's like, you're the best, Holly. You're great. Um, the camera then pans over to Creep Central. Catcoin's like, man, if I ever had a lady, I'd <laughs> want it to be Shotaro's mom. <laughs> She's so motherly and loving. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe. That's Trump. what I want in a woman. Can I uh, date your mom? Yeah. <laughs> and instead of stopping him, Abdul agrees. Yeah. Now, like, even if you were going to be this creepy, maybe now's not the time as she's unconscious because of a disease killing her in front of her father. Read the room, Kekoin. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's uh, it doesn't surprise me the tentacle boys into moms. I Ugh. started to feel uh, bad at the <laughs> yeah <laughs> you said um let's just got through um <laughs> but I started to feel really bad because at this point Joseph started to get like angry He's like we got to go now I was like wait no you can't all leave her no oh, I... one of you guys is gonna stay right like someone's gonna protect her. I wrote in my notes, it's like, I guess they're leaving Holly alone to die for 50 days. Yes. But but don't worry, a whole bunch of cars pull up and like FBI looking dudes come out, but they're not FBI dudes. They're doctors from the Speedwagon Foundation. Hell yeah. Continuity. Speedwagon. 
heroes of the entire JoJo universe. Born on Oga Street, finding his success <laughs> on the Texas oil fields. A man of industry who died alone of a heart attack. The Speedwild Vagination is here. His legacy is perhaps even stronger than the uh, Joestar legacy. I love Ario Speedwagon. I recently acquired a t-shirt with his face on it. And I'm glad that his legacy lives on. So uh, the Speedwagon doctors will be taking care of Holly, which I think is good. Hopefully one of them maybe will inform her that she's being eaten by her own... Like, you think they know? Why don't they just... Oh, they studied vampires. I bet you the Speedwagon Foundation knows what stands are. Maybe. I bet you that Joseph has done studies. I don't know. Joseph? Joseph, Joseph Joestar. We're talking about like, the same Joseph. He's like, hey, I've got weird purple powers. Yeah. All right. Use them on Santana in this basement. Do you think that Joseph drove over to D.C. and killed Santana at some point? <laughs> or is he still in that basement? Just had to nip that bud. Yeah, hold on, guys. Close that loop. Let me zap this idiot before he becomes a problem. He should have. I, I bet he, he did. did. I bet he's still in that basement. He's still in that basement. Santana in the basement. Uh, and it seems like we're going to have an adventure, but then Abdul stops everybody like the worst, like he's got like a, like a pampered chef business on the side. And it's like, Hey guys, I'm a fortune teller. And I always carry a stack of tarot cards and has decided that, uh, before they go out to make our lives easier too, though, he's like, we should name everybody stands. <laughs> and I hope there's, <laughs> yeah, I hope there's not more than 20 of them. Yeah, exactly. There are important things to see, too, and I'm so glad that everyone who has a stand uses my scheme whether or not they know me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is something that I find. Um, the fact that other people are like, I'm so glad I called dibs on this one. Uh, but yeah, oh, wait, hold on. I looked it up. There's 22 cards in the tarot. tarot that would have been like hilarious a... if they meet a stand user who picked like one of the tarots they're already using, and they're like, nah, man. Nah. What do you mean? Well, then they would just like, it's like, well, what's yours? Mine's Star Platinum. Well, mine's uh, Fuchsia Platinum or Fuchsia Star <laughs> or whatever. Star you, Fuchsia. You can't be the magician. I've already called the magician. Dude, we can't magician. have that many magicians. I'm Magician Purple. You're Magician Red. Meh. <laughs> I'm just excited because eventually they easily, they quickly run out of tarot cards and it all becomes band names and I'll be so happy. That sounds useful, yeah. So uh, Abdul pulls out his tarot cards and goes, hey, whichever card you pull will be the name of your stand. And uh, Jotaro uh, pulls the star card, so Abdul names his stand Star Platinum. So now we because, have Star Platinum. You know, like the stars on their necks, you know? Exactly. It was destined. Fate it was destiny. By their, fated by their blood, Pat. Yes. Uh, Joseph has declared Hermit Purple. Which is weird because he is not really a hermit <laughs> in any way. Nope. I guess maybe, maybe, um, hold on. I hate to add fact checking to this podcast. Nope. Do it. What is the, what is the, buh, 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 the hermit card suggests you're in a phase of introspection that you're drawing your attention inwards and looking for answers when you're in need of a period of inner reflection away from their current demands of your position. Kind of works with his uh, spirit photography. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, so, we, so we get like a montage here of like everyone's power and their Pokemon. I wrote at the end, it's like total Saturday morning cartoon feel here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, because yeah, it shows everyone's stand name next to them, and they, it's like Joseph, you are Hermit Purple. Avdol is Magician's Red, and thank God Kekoin somehow got the memo because he already named his Harrowfent Green. <laughs> and that's what he turned out to be. Coincidence. Good times. Oh it works out. It almost uh, felt like a like a um, like a Power Rangers thing. It's like you are the Red Ranger. You call upon the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> you have the power of the Hermit, and then everyone like cuts a pose in those color. Uh, smoke explosions. Mm-hmm. God, I wish oh, it had done that. They all cut the pose, though, man. Oh my God, it's it's never before, and well, actually, I guess constantly because this show is amazing. Uh, they all step forward at one moment, and the bam sound effect happens. Uh, and it's great. I love all of their. It's it, it's like it's similar to like when they had that footstep thing early on when Joseph and Jotaro were like walking towards each other. We get this incredible everyone stepping towards the cars towards the future. Yeah, like one foot down, and then they all they pull back. We see they're all posing like together in this like side pose, and it's 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 amazing. And if I had to guess, I would have thought this was the moment I was started to turn around because at this point we started to, we started to have a squad. Yeah, we have a squad. Now, I was definitely screaming, and then I had a moment where I I emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and every other way that you can claim uh, shattered as a being as I came to terms with how perfect Walk Like an Egyptian is for the show mixed with how much I miss Roundabout. Oh, I miss Roundabout so much. But holy mo- they licensed Walk Like an Egyptian for sure where they're going to Egypt. Because they're going to, like, God, this this is the point where I had to accept that this whole show was going to be about them getting to fucking Egypt. Oh, you don't know that. <laughs> oh, my, well, after this next episode, I think I do. <laughs> I mean, you totally do. But, um, oh, my God. Uh, how, oh, my God. How incredible was, I just, I love the fit of that. I think that's, I think that's, I think Walk Like an Egyptian them going to Egypt. I mean, and I looked it up. So the reason that they they got Roundabout is that Iraqi listened to Roundabout on loop while he was drawing the manga and Walk Like an Egyptian is under the song he really liked. So we're I slowly mean, getting his playlist. Not very complicated reasons there. I mean, I have to imagine this is the reason that Dio's in Egypt is this mm-hmm. song. And stays there throughout all of this, even though he could totally move as far as we know. He could be anywhere. Or he could be exactly where we left him. And waiting for us. In fact, yo, dude, he's like, come at me, bro. Incredible. Incredible. Um, We then, in what could only, I'm really glad that I accidentally left the episode running. There's a post-credit sequence. Yes. I waited like 25 or 26 episodes, always watching after the credits to (laughs) finally, finally have the second post-credit scene. They've unlocked their trap card. They've only done it twice now. This is the second time. And it's so vital. Um, The gang is on an airplane flight. They At first, it looks like it's just going to be like the Indiana Jones, like red line on a map. Like, oh, the gang's on a flight. And then we cut to, oh, wait, Dio can also do spirit photography. <laughs> Somehow. Um, how, do, how does this shit ever get explained, Pat? Do you want me to tell you the explanation? Because I don't think they explain it bullshit they don't there's no way they don't maybe i shouldn't tell you if it doesn't come up uh please ask me to tell you he seems to be like he collects stands there's no way that doesn't get explained what if that was the stand below the neck is all i'm going to tell you bullshit 
Anyway, Jojo uh, Joseph uh, wakes up from uh, sleeping on the plane and senses that he had a photo taken of him. Both him and uh, Jojo are like, someone just took our spirit photo. It must be Dio. Why would Joseph have the same stand as his grandfather? His great, uh, that is his grandfather. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, it runs in the family. I mean, but the real that... reason is, why does a Jotaro have one that's all plant-based? Because all of his ancestors have plant-based ones. Right. Like, what is the, what? You know what, what it is? On? No. It's the Japanese blood flowing through his veins. Oh, it ruined him. <laughs> Joseph was right to be upset the entire time. You could have been sprouting shrubbery out of your hands. Instead, so you're you a weird a... purple man. <laughs> A weird purple man that's really good at everything. Everything, my boy. <laughs> Even though they try to limit it to like being precise and fast. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, just to wrap up this episode, they immediately jump from the logic leap of, like, Dio knows we're on this plane, to there must be an enemy stand user on this plane. <laughs> and then they see a bug. Or the camera pans to a bug and the episode ends. Um, I love the idea that, like, Dio verifies them after they're already on the flight. How did he have somebody on this flight? I think you are not giving Lord Dio enough credit. Lord Dio. Or... Yeah, Dio. He knows what he's about, son. He's He's been alive for 200 years now? Are you telling me that Dio's got Santa plans? Yes. Or Santa powers? He's, Dio yeah. knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Oh, apparently, <laughs> Jonathan has spirit photography powers so god i i actually went downstairs into my basement and tried to locate my old jojo dvds i bought at suncoast so i just want to hear the english the english dub actor say psychography <laughs> i love that that is a really cool term i wish they were using dio has the power of psychography um i just love the logic leap that it's like there's got to be a bad guy on this plane when can he get Pillarman-like powers to just do whatever the fuck he wants with his body? Like, I mean... Wh where are the brain bugs coming from? Oh, yeah, that is a little bit, like... Because as a vampire, he has the ability to, like... He has, like, absolute control of his body. I mean, he had 100 years to think about what he'd want to do when he got out of that coffin. God, like, so how far separated were the vampires really from the Pillarman, then? I mean, I guess maybe none of them really tried that hard he's, enough. He's closing that gap really fast without even being in an actual episode. Yeah. Oh, Dio. Oh, Dio. Um, but yeah, this I feel like this is a step. This is not where I fully... This started to have stuff that made me go like, yeah, this, this show is all right. The whole thing where like the stand draws a picture... And Holly triggering Joseph Const Joseph, Joseph Joestar walking around in PJs screaming about not knowing where his pants are. <laughs> where are my pants, Holly? Holly! These Holly, where are my pants? Me. These fit me, but they're not mine. <laughs> what does he wake up? Like, like, so he wakes up. How does he find Jotaro's pants before him? I'm assuming Holly gave him Jotaro's pants. Like, if she laid them all out before everyone was up, because she is an awesome housewife, apparently. Yeah, she's a great mom. Like, maybe she, maybe his pants were in the wash? I have no idea. I just... Him... Yeah. Him being the big old man baby is <laughs> exactly where you want him to be at this stage in his life. He's an old man. It's damn it's, near 60. Like, even when he's not being a grown-up man... It's hard not to like him. Oh, Joseph is so. I he's mean, so and that's full of love and. 
it's sincerity, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm so glad. I'm so so glad that they they kept that he kept Joseph. That he mm-hmm. made Joseph a repeat JoJo. I can't. I still, once again, cannot imagine having started my entire JoJo experience here and yeah, not knowing. I like how he couldn't be nearly as endearing, could he? Without yeah. knowing that what his character was like when he was young. I don't understand. You, you did not see him do Coke. You didn't see him drink Coca Cola like crazy. How are you I, loving it, him? That comes up in the next episode. The Coke it's thing. Fast. Yes, it does. It does. All right, let's get into he this. He knows what Coke is. He knows uh, what Coca-Cola is. What, if you didn't know that he peeped on his own mother in the bathtub. <laughs> You're right. He should have looked at Catcoy and been like, dog, you are right. <laughs> oh, that's... Word. Uh, can we actually take like a quick like one-minute break? Yeah, sure. All righty. So moving on to episode four, The Tower of Grey, um, which I will comically note is spelled both ways across the subtitles of the title of this episode. I have not noticed. I cannot believe that didn't bug me. The Grey or Grey, man. I'll, you know what? I shouldn't talk mess. I have no clue. Hmm. Is, a the, is A the color and E the name? Do you um, know this? I, I'm... I'm not 100% positive now that I'm being recorded for posterity, but I was pretty sure. That the your, difference... honor, your honor, I would like to not make a comment upon. I was pretty sure the difference between the A or the E is nationality. That one was American, presumably the A, and that the E was English. Ooh. Well, now that you've said that for posterity, that's what you believe forever, right? I mean, I guess I have to be committed to it now. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, the episode opens with some weird random old lady giving a monologue about fear and talking about how, like, it's all animal instinct. And she's just watching Dio drink, ladies. Um, I, in my notes, just wrote, like, does Dio ask her to do this speech every time he drinks, ladies? (laughs) He's got, like, a small harem of just naked ladies waiting for him. Yeah. no, No brain slug. I guess just pure personality. Does it? Can he hypnotize? Because he is obviously putting them in peril. Vampires can hypnotize, though. We learned that, didn't we, in season yeah. one? There's some hypnotizing powers. So, do you think he's killing them when he drinks, or is this like one of those things where he sustains and does just enough to uh, to keep them alive and keep drinking later? Oh, I bet you he is. He is drinking to completion, and he is not making zombies. He's learned. Yeah, just making. It seems like he wouldn't have a hard time getting more. That that shirtless, charismatic fool in the shadows. Oh, all those belts. Who grew the eight pack of the Pillarmen in the mean between like two seasons from now? I mean, there was enough room in that coffin to do crunches for a hundred years. Got it. He had to have, I guess. Wait, there... Abs. He's got well, that Jonathan body. They weren't eight packs back in part one, were they? He had like twelve packs. He was like all muscle. 12 packs. God, we're getting crazy here. I know. Well, he's a Joe star. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I didn't really write a lot about this scene. Um, they admit that they somehow have someone on the plane. Do you have any notes about the weird old lady or Dio beyond I mean, our, our, our jokes? No, no, nothing new. She's just a weird old lady. It seems like she fills a particular trope I've seen before, but couldn't name where. She looks like a real, she kind of looks like a Miyazaki old lady. She's got Yeah, that almost. Yeah. Um, 
just talking about the Amishi people and like you remember when the 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 really old twins in Avatar would be talking about. Uh... Oh, you are so right. Um, shoot, not May a hair out of place. Or... I don't remember the... which one of us does she mean? Yeah, but I'm not a firebender. Yeah. Oh man, that'll be the the fourth season of the anime book club. We're gonna do Avatar. When we're man, I could dive into that. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. What? Where are we? Oh yeah, Jesus. We barely even talked about this episode. No. Anyway, we we cut to the plane. Everyone's kind of Kekoin wakes up. Everyone's kind of woken up. They all seem worried. They uh they feel like there's probably some trouble, and they notice that uh there's a bug that I thought was a fly, and then Jotaro, like a total jerk, gets up on a crowded plane and just starts yelling bug names. He's like, "Wait, it's a something? No, it's a stag beetle." Somewhat spoiler. They're never going to wake up anyone else on this entire plane, this entire episode. Yeah, dude, what? Yeah, this entire episode is going to be them yelling, fighting, and screaming on a plane while everyone else is asleep. And not, like, I thought maybe that had been the stand power or something. But so, no, no, that is not the explanation at the end, yeah, Pat. I can't tell if they were knocked out or something because it's like later, I don't, I don't know. It, when a stand like Emerald... Uh, God, what is it called at the top of my head? Emerald, Emerald Green with the Emerald, Emerald Splash. Green shoots Emerald Splash out. It's shooting actual projectiles, right? That people just can't see. Yeah, yeah. there should like, be it, collateral. It's not like it's in a spirit realm and it's only hitting other spirit things. It's it's physical. They just can't yeah. see it. They just can't see it. What the hell happens this episode, Pat? I don't understand because I thought this would be like the. Have you seen John Wick two? Uh, yes. Okay, you remember that scene where where John Wick and Common are like having a silenced pistol fight against each other in a crowded terminal. Oh, wow. That was in two. Yeah, that was in two. <laughs> okay. They blend it with one, but yeah, I remember that scene. It was great. Anyway, I thought it'd be like that where it's like, we got to find this guy on the plane and kill this guy without him killing us, without alerting any of the other passengers. Yeah. No, that no is a concern. thousand percent. Not this episode. <laughs> They're just really tired. It's an international flight, Pat. It, they're really tired. It, it is an internet. As someone who stayed up for most of a continental flight once, people sleep. Normal people can sleep on a plane. I can't do that. I don't know how people sleep on a plane. Not easily. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. Um, but yeah, Shotaro, like an asshole, stands up and is screaming bug names, and not a single person wakes up. Uh, we have what I thought was kind of funny. Joseph was like, hey, Abdul, is this a stand? And Abdul's like, I don't know. Might be a stand, might be a bug. Who knows? Like, he's not willing to commit, and I thought that was hilarious. Well, meanwhile, uh, Kakyoin is really willing to commit pretty fast. No, he's, he's like, Jotaro, that enemy stand is coming right. Well, he calls him Jojo, though, which is annoying, because in my notes, I'm committing to Jotaro. But he's like, Jojo, look out! And then the intro starts playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am already digging the chemistry of this group. Yeah, I'm glad that we finally have people... This season seems to be doing much better now that we have interactions between people. Yeah. And Cat Coin fits in really well for as the guy they really should not be trusting yeah. half as much as they're doing. He's just the goodest boy. He he's just really has... into it. He's really he... into doing this. He's so happy to be there. He's just got some kinks. <laughs> uh, the intro plays. We get back. Uh, I wrote in my notes, this bug looks way too big. 
uh, they have like a perspective or whatever. I'm just gonna say they they just draw this poorly. That bug looks like the size of Kekoin. It got bigger. I swear it started off as a fly, and then when they realized there was a stand, it got to like monstrous bug size. It is ridiculous. Um, and it, it I don't know. It bugged me. Waka waka, how big it looked. Um, and they all agree immediately that it must be a stand. They're like, oh, oh man, this bug's got to be a stand. It's got a weird mouth from Alien. <laughs> um, and then, uh, boy, man, I hate to reference other shows because I just pulled like a John Wick thing. But do you remember in that one episode of like the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock where he looked at a dead guy and we were like, this must be that famous assassin. <laughs> That's a good relation. Yeah, no, I get you. It's, it's like that kind of like logic bullshit leap because Abdul looks at a bug. They're not entirely sure as a stand yet and goes, hold on. I've heard about a serial killer stand user that steals tongues. It has to be this bug. Because the bug's got a mouth that would, obviously, if you do the analysis, Pat, you can see that it is a tongue-stealing bug. That's a tongue-stealing extra mouth. Tongue-stealing grippers, yeah. There's only one way that uh, pro proboscis, proboscis, is that the proboscis. name? Proboscis is the thing on like a, like a butterfly. It's almost like a nose, almost, but looks like a, it's like a mouth that rolls out. Yeah. Okay, so there's not a a medical term for extra alien mouth. I don't think so. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not uh, medical doctors. We don't, we're not. Uh, crap. I was gonna say geologist. What's the term? Animalologist or whatever the term is. Zoologist? Zoologist, yes. We're not zoologists, gosh darn it. We're anime reviewers. Really slow anime reviewers. <laughs> um, Crap. I, I, I got on this BS so hard that I forgot. Ah, I found myself in the notes. I found us. We've not moved far. <laughs> um, Abdul has his, like, this must be this tongue-stealing serial killer, which I think is really stupid. Um, Upon hearing this, JoJo summons Star Platinum, and he tries to karate chop it, Bug, the bug is too quick. It's like I love how everyone freaks out about this. It's like it, it's almost like in a Sonic a Hedgehog game, something was faster than Sonic. Yes. So, and so everyone had a moment to go, but that's his thing. I wish someone would, but he caught a bullet once. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, no, his thing is being very fast and very precise. How? We've, we've only known about this thing for a couple of hours now, and all we've judged is that it's the fastest thing ever. What's happening? Uh, they all, big mental shock, big mental break watching that the alien bug thing uh, is uh, faster than Star Platinum. Um, the uh, bug then shoots out its extra mouth. Apparently it can move really, really like, the, the extra mouth is, is unnaturally long because it like shoots out, it goes through Star Platinum's hand, which causes jo uh, Jotaro's hand to burst into blood. But Star Platinum is quick enough to bite down and stop the tiny mouth from going into his mouth. It was going for Star Platinum's tongue. But he stopped it. But he stopped it. That fast, at least. Which is impressive. But yet again, the scene is ruined by Avdol still being on his bullshit. He's like, this must be the tower stand user. The Tower of Grey. <laughs> which they happen to just agree on again. They all agree on. Which Star Platinum. Purple... I mean, uh, Hermit Purple. This should be Tower Gray, not Tower of Gray. This of bothers me. You can't stand the inconsistent uh, naming scheme? 
it's it's immediately bothering me. Anyway, this stand is murder crazy and is working with Dio. Well, the thing is, this whole fight feels very reminiscent of like um, of Jack the Ripper, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It is kind of a better version of Jack the Ripper. It's like, yeah, slightly better. <laughs> no one you. ever jumps out of a horse, but yeah, <laughs> knives coming out of him. Yeah. But it's like it's it's that minion fight of someone who's like, oh, this is a famous killer who we're gonna fight and take care of in one episode real fast without caring about him much. This guy would probably be a big deal for normal people. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe maybe this is a reference. I don't know, like maybe it's a band reference or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, what this is supposed to be. Uh have caused a and it's referenced so actually i guess i i i i shouldn't mention this there's kind of like a um unbreakable moment where abdul then blames him for like a train crash and a whole bunch of other things like tower of gray is like mr glass he causes vehicular crashes but for fun but for fun and and getting tongues yeah can't forget the tongues uh star platinum then does his oro 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 and and does like all these rapid punches uh the bug is able to easily dodge all of them, and then it starts talking. It's like, it's just because it's fast. And that's what bugged me. It's like, it's, again, to do the analogy, like, if something was faster than the Flash that wasn't a speedster. It's really... It's well, I think the fact that it can talk, because we haven't seen a stand talk yet, and that's really creepy. Well, that's true. None of them have done... In, like, they're all been very silent. Yeah, they've either been silent or making just, like... I guess, technically, Star Platinum screams Oro, but that's the only thing it says. It's like Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it talks. It starts talking mess. And um, intelligently, I believe, Joseph has an inner monologue where it's like, we obviously can't kill this bug thing. Who is the stand user on this plane? And then the camera flashes a whole bunch of different people being like, whoever could it be? Uh, Make- Joseph from the old animes where they had to think through their problems. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph still isn't doesn't realize what show he's on yet. Thinking this could be like a, we need to quickly figure out who this bug person is. One person on this plane will die. die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, our bug friend here, or I guess the Tower of Grey is zippering around and is laughing. And they're all like, what are we going to do? And then it totally, and I'm going to say senselessly, like flies over to... And I can't say a row because a row is horizontally, but it throws through a column of seats, I guess. Yeah. Um, and kills like six people and takes all of their tongues. Bingo. That's a bingo. A bingo. And then, and this is when I got completely into this show, it decides to use the blood from all the tongues to write the word massacre in cursive <laughs> on the wall on the plane. So that's what got you. It was it got me so hard. That was like, so hilarious. Six people's head practically exploded. And again, no one's even stirring in the rest no. of that cabin. No one wakes up. He has enough time to write massacre. And it's not just that he writes massacre in blood. He writes it in cursive while giggling. And then the narrator goes, this is what massacre means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> massacre means to kill everyone it's so jojo it's so perfect i was laughing my head off is it's like a little high-pitched like gremlin voice coming from the uh <laughs> yeah. 
right in the word in the blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved every every flip of uh, an unneeded explanation, hyper violence, and just weird. Man, that was great. I was so in. Um, and then to remind you that it is JoJo, the colors all go weird. Yes, they do, and they stay that way, and it bugs me because that means the next time we see Hierophant Green, it is once again not, not green. Yeah, it's purple or whatever. Uh, because um, Kakyoin is blonde for like the next ten minutes. Uh, we then have a moment where Abdal summons Magician Reds, and Kakyoin it's like, please don't summon that. And then they have a anime comedy moment where a random old man wakes up and he's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then he, he puts his hand on the wall and he's like, what's this sticky stuff? Oh God, does that say massacre? And then Kekuin knocks him out with a karate chop. Just random old man wakes up for no reason when no one else would wake up. Yeah. Just it's a real weird moment. Weird random. I guess, um, I guess he had to pee. He's, he's well, old. I like that moment where Kakyo and had like, wait a minute, like look what you were saying, like John Wick scene, where they're supposed to be kind of like giving it on the down low. Yeah. Kakyo seems to be the only one on the plane that says, wait, none of you guys can do your shit because it is going to really be obvious. Yeah. We got to do he, this slyly, guys. And he gives a TED talk too, where he's like, Avdol, you will blow up the fuselage of this plane. Jotaro, one missed punch, and we will all depressurize. I am the only one that can fight him. Which, that makes sense, since his thing is like a uh, completely shotgun splash that will hit everything. He's like, my answer is to fire a machine gun haphazardly. I guess because it's a fluid, it pops. Like, maybe it, it against metal, it pops or something. That's the only thing in my, my headcanon is just that those, the, the splash, uh, when it hits the walls, just, you know. I assume that's hard rock. I, I have like no crystals. it's emeralds. I have it's insane. He's like, don't worry, guys. I'm self-contained. It's almost like when John almost been like when Joseph pulls Just, out a Tommy gun in the middle of the airplane. He goes full strazo on this bug and it doesn't crash the plane. Um but yeah, he nominates himself to fight the bug. Uh, the bug recognizes Kekoi, and he's like, Dio told me about you. I'm a bug. Bah! Which I think is really funny that Dio, I guess when he recruited the Tower of Grey, is like, hey, if you ever run into a Japanese guy with pink hair with cherry uh, um, earrings, he's make that fun of him. He's boy we kidnapped from his family. <laughs> we, I ruined this boy's vacation. It's hilarious. Let him know. Love, Dio. <laughs> Uh, then we get a new sound effect. Uh, Kakyoin strikes a pose and they're like, I will beat you with this power. And it goes, Fwish! <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I like this, the sound effects. Fwish! Uh, and then, he, like, as we alluded to, he just uh, machine gun blasts emerald, uh, emerald splashes at it. Over and, the, and over. Over and over and over. There has got to be, he has had to have killed seven people. <laughs> well, like the, almost like Pokemon to this. It was like, your, your guys' stands will be ineffective. Mine will be super effective because I have his weakness. Yeah, it's like he's a bug type. I can beat a bug type. Um, and the bug, he he beats. And the bug, which is kind of funny, it's like, you can shoot a gun at me and you can't beat me. And then Jotaro's like, I stopped a bullet once. <laughs> um, and we get this like kind of rad, disgusting moment where the bug makes it to get coin and like hits um Herophant green in the face and like breaks Herophant's faceplate and Kekoin vomits blood. And I thought that was kind of neat. 
It was graphic. It was very graphic. It was neat. Unlike the other graphic moments, they didn't bother to censor that. Kakoid could vomit blood without the the shadow covering the entire screen. Um, and then we we have the the turnabout, so to speak. Uh, he fires another emerald splash at it, and it puts it into position where then he reveals that the foot, the uh, right foot of Herophant Green, he has turned into long tentacles, and he stabs the bug like 7,000 times. He pulled a Joseph on him. Like, everything else was to distract and position him where he wanted, meanwhile he was setting up, like, tentacle-slash-string traps everywhere for him. Yeah, and it, I actually, I liked that. Um, I It seemed a little crazy that he fired so many emeralds, but I liked that his plan was, I needed to get you into this spot so that I could spring my trap. You know, all this screaming again, no one waking up. No one wakes up. Also, no one wakes up because, as we know, damage to stands goes to the user. Because the stand has been stabbed 17,000 away, the comedy old man from before, guess what? He was the killer because his head explodes and his tongue rips in half. Yeah. Also, before he did, like, the, the killing of the whole column of people, you notice it landed on his head first? Mm-hmm. I thought that was supposed to be, like, a distraction, like... Well, maybe the stand user is this guy. You're going to kill an innocent old man? And I thought he was going to keep, like, jumping between them to make them think who the real user is. It's like, no, that was just him all along. Yeah, he's like, I used me as a platform to go kill all those other people. And then he got up and freaked out over his own message as a ploy? Because that was a, like, super 40 chess move? I don't know. He's he's a serial. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's you crazy. never know what crazy people are going to do. Um, but, yeah, he blows up. He's got a um, a bug tattoo on his tongue. Not anymore. I mean, yeah, not anymore. When he had a tongue. It was weird. It was weird. Even well, weirder, uh, they pick up the dead body and prop it into a seat to check and see if it had a flesh bud. <laughs> well, they also don't want to cause a panic. They got to clean up after their mess. Yeah, people ever wake up. Eventually, people are going to wake up. They don't want them screaming. Yeah, some somebody's going to wake up at some point. So, yeah, they leave his dead body in a chair and just drape Joseph's coat over it. <laughs> and they're like, all right, problem solved. Uh, and I think they honestly would have just gone back to sleep and sat next to the dead body had Joseph not noticed that, like, like um, that uh, cups are rolling down the aisle. Well, Joseph has some experience here, as he will tell us. It's, yeah, oh my god. I, I flip and <laughs> love that so much. Uh, but as uh, the obvious thing that comes here is because things are moving and the plane is wobbling, Joseph's like, oh crap. This, this has got to be bad. So he rushes to the front of the plane and magically two stewardesses have not noticed any of this nonsense. And are like, excuse me, sir, play, stay out of the cockpit. Well, they noticed how amazingly handsome and attractive Jojo is. So yeah, because after uh, Joseph pushes past them, they see Jotaro and immediately fall in love. And uh, I don't know why this made me lose my mind. And I laughed my head off. He sees it and he just goes, move, bitch. <laughs> and pushes... I had the opposite reaction when I watched that, too. I was like, man, Jotaro's an ass. It was, I guess it was because it's not his mom. It's like, does he know what that word means? Like, <laughs> I, I just thought it was just, it was just so well, on the nose. What have he, like, I'm, this is being said in Japanese. So I think he's saying the Japanese word for bitch. I don't hear him saying it in English. Yeah. Would it have been hilarious if he was all this time he was saying the English word for bitch without really understanding its context? Yeah. Uh, I just kind of picked that up from his American heritage and never bothered to learn. Yeah, I read this word in a book once. Not quite where, sure what it means. It applies um, to women. It's. I just thought it was so. 
it was so tryhardy that I just had to laugh my ass off at it. That's okay. Kakuyin picks up the uh, slack here. Hell yeah! Everyone's favorite wingman. I I loved this. They they bump into Kakuyin and they fall in love, and he's like, "Oh, that Jotaro is a mean boy, but I'm a good boy." And <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why, but that moment, I'm like, you know, increasingly during this episode, Kakuyin like comes up the tier list pretty high. You're not wrong. <laughs> um. We have a classic Joseph moment where he opens the pot, he opens the cockpit, and then just yells, "This is awful." <laughs> I Which, love Joseph. He's the best. Is he has noticed that? I guess before coming after the team, and I guess this kind of makes sense because the bug came from the front of the plane. He set it off to go murder the pilot, the co-pilot. Like the entire flight crew is dead, and their tongues are gone. And I wrote in my notes, like, well, I guess it's good that Joseph knows how to fly a plane, right? That'll come up, right? Come on. Right. Yeah. It, it did come up, though. But before that happens, oh, shit, the Tower of Grey, I guess, isn't dead? Much? Oh, he's all blacked out. You're right. I didn't notice. But he's all blacked out in censorship right now. His mouth. He's, I guess his mouth is just a horror show. He's And he's also still wearing Joseph's coat, which he has officially ruined at this point. Like a cloak um, too. It makes him look extra ominous. Yeah, he looks super ominous, and he's just a big giant shadow blob. Which almost like, hold on, how much do the Blu-rays cost? Because I know the Blu-rays are uncensored, and we're gonna watch this for half a year. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think it was uh, just I know censorship? The, yeah, I know the Blu-rays are uncensored. Mm. Yeah, because they just pull from the Japanese simulcast. So maybe, maybe the Blu-rays might be worth it if we're really watching these things for as long as we're watching these things. Never mind. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a whole season of JoJo. <laughs> For one season, what's well, it? It's uh, wait a minute. It's a sixty bucks for. No, I'll do this off camera. Maybe, okay. maybe possibly, maybe possibly this could be worth it. If that is sixty bucks for the whole, if we're watching two episodes a week, that might that might add up. If I cancel my uh, streaming service, it's worth a streaming service. Yeah, for maybe. one anime you watch twice a week. And all honestly, if all that I'm using it for, I bet the math works out. <laughs> um but yeah uh i don't know there's nothing too great he, he's like the he might as well hold like a sign that says the end is nigh he like bleeds all over every place and proclaims the do undercase do capital d lowercase io is the master of stands and then he keels over and finally dies freaking out the stewardesses the master of stands is how he's the master of stands though are we gonna like this is gonna be like the pillarment thing where I hope for an explanation and we did kind of eventually get one at the there very will, last episode. There will be some explanations. Just I want to hear how Dio awakened stands, even though they existed before. He just did it for his own bloodline, mind you. Or for I mean, the Joseph gotta, bloodline, I guess. There might be a way. Okay. You know, come on. <laughs> Maybe we'll get. All right, Master stands Dio. We'll kill Master the ball. Master stands Dio. Yeah, and then he dies. Uh, Jotaro, having, I guess, maybe he read the manga or has been watching the anime, goes like, you know how to fly a fly a plane. We'll be fine. And I love this. Joseph is like, well, I float propeller planes, and technically, I've never landed one of those. <laughs> I've actually been on three planes that crashed now. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm for three for three. <laughs> Ad break. And it's totally true. He has is, he is only been, every plane we've ever seen him on has crashed. Which I guess that means he's only wait no, that is that is empirically wrong. 
Well, I guess one. no, planes he's pilot piloted because he took a plane to get to Japan and that didn't crash. Oh, you're he wasn't right. pilot. You're right. Still, he wasn't saying every plane he's been on. Just that three of them have been, and that's yeah. still rather abnormal. I think that's every plane he's ever flown has crashed, is what he meant, maybe. Well, you know what? We shouldn't think too much into this because the show doesn't think too much into this. We have an immediate ad break, and then it's a newscast. They're like, hey, guess what? The plane landed in the water, and we're in Hong Kong now. This is the million-dollar view. Whatever. Moving on. How weird was that? Like, it just jumps ahead. It's like, anyway. Yeah, we landed in Hong Kong. Everyone's fine. Who cares? Moving on. Man, Hong Kong is weird from this perspective. Hong Kong, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different meaning for that in the 80s. Yeah. Who boy. Who boy. Um, but, yeah, problematic. Oof, Hong Kong. Anyway, uh, Joseph's on the on the phone. He's on, like, a pay phone uh, yelling at people about transportation. And uh, I, I, I thought he was ordering a pirate plane, but I guess he's not. I, now I'm not quite sure what he was, who he was talking to or what he was talking to about. Yeah. Why couldn't he order a private plane? I don't know why he couldn't order why a Why would that have been one of their plans that they considered after this point? Hey, man, civilians. <laughs> I, that would have been the private plane. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> as far as they know, Dio doesn't have, like, the... The cars, um, what's that magician Miyazaki movie? Oh, he, he doesn't have Hal, Hal's moving castle powers. Yeah, fly into the sky and kill them out of the air. <laughs> Every stewardess everywhere works for Dio. Uh, it is the only option. Oh, that comes is, up in a little bit, anyways. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, we then have a scene where Kekoid's stock continues to rise up. Uh, he is super outgoing in the next scene and talks to Abdal and Jotaro about how much he knows about Hong Kong food and how great Hong Kong food is. And I think it's not, he ends up talking to a street vendor. I love all of that. It's great. Kekoid is a tourist. That's cool. He's a great tourist. He was like, this is the exact kind of food that we want to order from a street vendor in Hong Kong. If you want to sample the locale. It's it's I I love it. It's so good. Let me order for you, my friends. Yeah, guys, hold on. I'm great. Uh, and then Joseph walks over and he's like, "Don't eat that shit. We're gonna go to my friend's place." <laughs> and the the vendor then looks like, "Hey, sir, would you like some hot cola?" And Joseph, as we knew from his introduction, <laughs> is the master of cola. He you knows don't... better. He knows better. I thought he was going to blame the Japanese, even though they're in Hong Kong. He's like, <laughs> no, he's a, he's a traveled man. Gosh, star Japanese heating up cola. It's like, I use cola as a weapon. I know that this is supposed to be served cold, my friend. Who heats cola? He yells into the sky. Oh, but. My favorite part is that when I saw this episode, I immediately typed into Google, hot cola? Oh, yeah. What came up, Matt? Like, Tell what, me what came up. The very first thing that came up was a Reddit entry on someone who said, I just watched an anime without naming one <laughs> where they had hot cola. Is that a thing in Hong Kong? I watched <laughs> this anonymous anime. That was the first thing that came up. And it was only like five, like five responses down before everyone admitted it was JoJo. Yeah, it's like you mean JoJo? It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it was JoJo guy. 
Oh my god. Oh, and as it turns out, the hot cola is kind of a Hong Kong thing. Oh, there we go. The answer's varied a little bit. Sometimes it's medicinal with like lemon and uh, ginger in it, I think. What? Oh, yeah, dude. Hot, like hot cola? cola? And other people were saying, like, no, it's a normal thing. Like, you would order from a street vendor like they did. So the answers varied a bit from what I saw. Get some hot cola, man. But it boiled down to the, yes, hot cola was a thing. Would you drink hot cola? I just Googled it myself first. You're totally right. Is hot cola a real thing? Hong Kong Reddit. <laughs> I felt a little justified, you know, though. Felt a little justified. I think I found the exact thing. I was watching an anime recently, and the scene in Hong Kong involved hot cola. <laughs> this is incredible. This is this is the best. Oh my god, this is incredible. One of the comments on that post is just muda 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 muda. <laughs> That's your answer to whether hot cola is a thing. Is hot cola a thing? Muda 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 muda. Gosh dang it! Oh, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> after getting angry about hot cola, he then tells the team that they need a plan, and they then have um, <laughs> an, an immediately frustrating scene where they talk about how they can't take another plane <laughs> because they they want to avoid civilian casualties, ignoring the idea of a private. He is a realtor and also apparently has speed wagon money. He, he has, could he could get a private plane. As far as I can tell, he has as much power with the Speedwagon Corporation now as he did when he was best friends with Oreo Speedwagon. It's it seems it like he could charter a private plane. It was just him, a pilot, and they would have no one else aboard. They'd be okay. That pilot would be working for Dio. His daughter's life is on the line, Pat, so they can't yeah. take a plane. You gotta be careful. They gotta go slower than that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta really keep the suspense building. And a trade too because Abdul does he's the clicking talk. He's the uh the ticking clock guy in this scene where it's like we've got fifty days. <laughs> to which this man's daughter is dying, and it's like, hey guys, has anyone ever read Jules Verne? <laughs> I like that that's his motivational speech. It's like we can do it. There's a book called Jules, or not a book called the Jules Verne wrote a book around the world in 80 days, and they used a hot air balloon. We can, we can totally make it. it to Egypt in 50. <laughs> Just, like that's his explanation for why they're not doing it anymore. I've read Sun Tzu, and I've read Around the World in 80 Days. Those are my two books. What I love is that apparently not only being in uh, crashing planes is his thing, but Having like death timers in his life. Oh man, I did have hard that. Remembering from the other thing where like they're climbing the pillar and it's like they're climbing the the wonderful pillar. Uh, you must respect the pillar, and it's like he has twenty eight days till the ring kills him. Um, boy, it's just so funny that his whole thing is like I read a book once. I read in a book that someone could get around the day in a hot air balloon. Fictional book. Like, and Abdal is like, is then he outlines is like, well, we could do, we could take a train to here, we could do this here, we could do this here, and then Abdal's like, here are the four ways that te that that plan doesn't make any sense and is still super dangerous. And instead of everyone taking Abdal's side, Jotaro's like, oh, I don't care, you pick. And Kakyoid's like, well, I'm new to the team, so you guys pick. And they just default to Joseph's plan. 
Well, Joseph Link takes over at that point. Well, since you guys are undecided, it must yeah. be my plan. I'm the one who brought a map. I am tracing a track with my finger and talking about all the modes of transportation we're going to take. Road trip. Hashtag road trip. 50 days to kill Dio and done. Ba-boom. Uh, the camera pans over to a table, uh, to another table. There's a man sitting there that we totally have not seen in all of the intros and outros so far. So who could ever he be? I'm sure he won't be seeing him. Like, even if he wasn't in the intros, it's one of those, like, spot the anime protagonist kind of things. Mm -hmm. Where he clearly stands out as a character. It's like, one way or the other, he's about to be a thing. This man is not wearing normal people clothes. He is wearing JoJo character clothes. And, like, as you just, like... Benamaru, like it's straight up Benamaru and King of yeah. Fighters. Tall hair, tall hair. We've, but yeah, we've never seen this man before. Never before. Sure. He is not in all of the intros and outros. He's not joining the squad anytime soon. Not exactly. Not at all. This guy will not come off as a total psycho and then be everyone's best friend within two episodes. And this Kakyoin distracts us for a second. I like Kakyoin here. Oh, God, there's another great Kakyoin moment where he's like, hey, everybody, I noticed we're out of tea. So if you put the top of the tea kind of at an angle, they'll come over and give you more tea. And after they give you tea, you tap your finger on the table because they know it means thank you. He knows a lot of Hong He knows a lot of little Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong, little Hong Kong custom things. I, in my head, Ken, he's constantly, he's always wanted to travel and is constantly reading up on places he wants to go. Like, or he had a pamp. I, I don't know. I just, I love Kekoin. He is my favorite character. So he's, make, he's making up for when, for losing his family vacation. Yeah. He's like, I lost the best vacation of my life. I'm going to live my best life. It feels, so here's the crazy thing. We're only two episodes away from Menacing Painter. And I have done a complete 180 on Kekoin. As designed, as far as I can tell, like I guess yeah. he's getting the spotlights for a reason, so that we get the, into him real fast and accept him here. I accept him. I'm in. Um, mysterious. Like, imagine, yeah. Like imagine if we'd gone through these episodes and he didn't have these like little moments where he was showing his expertise with their travel. Yeah. Like even just these two alone, like just dropping them, would have kept his opinion a little low. Even though he beat the bug. Yeah. Even though he beat the, it'd still be like, what the deal. Is I mean I feel like JoJo is a care is is even outside of normal shows like JoJo is a series of little details. I feel like there's more character in the JoJo characters than you often find in other shows. Right. And Kakyoin is like that in the nines right now. His his love of international food. Exactly, and it's very humanizing too. It's it's a nice little detail. It's so and you can tell he's not like and he could he's like just on the edge of annoying where it's like hey guys did you know if you tap a table that's thank you in hong kong but he's just so earnest it's so great right. like it doesn't pass it i guess the fact that it works too doesn't doesn't hurt him like the the the, uh, the waitress comes over and immediately responds to all the things he's telling them so it's not like he's making this shit up he's not yeah. pulling it out of his ass he's like no this is actually how it works in hong kong it's uh at least in this anime i can't vouch for real life i don't know i don't know i've never been to hong i don't know if the table tap thing still works We've yet to find a Reddit post about tapping the table. Not yet. <laughs> That'll come up. The Reddit post of the episode. Um, uh, but our mysterious gentleman comes over. He introduces himself as French and does this whole bit where he's like, oh, my goodness, I am from France. I can't read the menu. Oh. Well, of course, he looks French. Uh, looks, looks French, doesn't he? I know. He's he's that tall, blonde French hair and the the heart earrings. You could, it's obvious, I thought. It's so far France. Um, 
he's he's a croissant and a baguette. Um, and then we get a great moment where Joseph is Joseph, and he like humble He's like, in my travels, I've learned to read many things. Hand me that <laughs> yeah. menu. Ha 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 ha. And it's awesome because you think maybe he does know how to read this stuff, but instead he pulls over weight. He's like, I'll take this one, this one, that one, and this one. There you go. <laughs> well, he's saying what it is too. Is like, I'll take the pork rolls and the. And the whatever is like he keeps naming a food when he points this, this, and that when he's saying the food. Yeah. But, and then we get the food, and it's like nothing he said it was. It's totally nothing. It's like a plate of frogs and like oysters, and <laughs> it's such an amazing mix of random and bizarre foods. And General... he's just like, ha 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 ha. I mean, General was like, of course he didn't know what he was talking about, but Joseph has a point here at this point. Exactly. Well, he's paying. Yeah, it's like, I'm paying. What are you guys worried about? Besides, it's all going to be delicious. <laughs> exactly. And he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. They all did, like, Kakyoin, like, picks up an oyster or a, or a clam with chopsticks and is like, oh, that's pretty good. That, this became a food anime real fast. It got real food animated. We and, spent, uh, like, like, eight minutes or more in this restaurant so far, not including when they were at a street vendor ordering food. There's a lot of food stuff in this. Um, I mean, there's a joke where it's like uh, JoJo is a series where the animator read Wikipedia articles and then made, and then made episodes featuring stuff he read. <laughs> like I feel like to a certain degree the Hong Kong stuff kind of fits that, and it's only going to grow. Uh, the French guy is also like, oh my goodness, wah this is such a great meal. I'm going to stop doing this. This, this Lumiere. Just, the anime doesn't do anything like that. <laughs> It really, it really like, doesn't. For you, dear viewer or listener. Yeah, if you're not watching a this lot. This is purely an embellishment from Pad because there's nothing <laughs> even slightly French about this guy, stereotypical or otherwise. He doesn't even have the goofy French mustache. No. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. I noticed you have these. Look at these carrots. Um, but yeah, the French guy is like, look at how much effort they put into this. This had to have taken forever. They even cut the carrots into stars. Yeah, uh, stars, and then he's like, like a star birthmark, and then the menacing sound effect comes back, and he slaps the star carrot on his own neck exactly where Jotaro and Joseph's star birthmark is. Bum bum bum. Like the rice bowl explodes. Was it a rice bowl? What was it? I couldn't tell if it was soup, porridge, or rice. But then a metal hand holding a fencing sword erupts out of a soup bowl, and that's awesome. <laughs> I love that moment. Uh, and the, the sword swings at Joseph, who blocks it with his robot hand. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> uh, and then Abdul gets up and is like, ah, he summons Magician's Red and blasts fire at our French gentleman, who reveals that his stand is the chariot card. So he's also playing along. He's not taking anyone else's uh, tarot card. And uh, Silver Chariot is able to like swing its sword fast enough that it catches all the fire. And in a real flex not only catches the fire, but flings it at a nearby table and paints a clock out of the flames. And Which, amazing. Yeah. And once again, we're given yet another death countdown. Hell yeah. If you thought Holly's countdown was rough, uh, this gentleman with Silver Chariot has informed Avdol, who he's now going to fight, that Avdol has until the 12 of the fire clock until he dies the clock is currently at nine. So maybe Abdul has a couple of hours. Yeah, maybe. Or it's minutes. <laughs> or, 
there's like no real uh, reference as far as we know there's just ticking by real fast yeah this thing could move fast it could, it could be video game time who knows but that's his threat and uh the episode ends and i am just so on board with this show now I, i'm very eager to see how ben amaro joins the group now oh man yeah i'm sure that won't happen even though he's immediately in the credits afterwards too walk like egypt plays and he's there as part of the team like just shoulder to shoulder with everyone else i mean to be fair the pillar men were in the ending (laughs) to be yes they were but they were the villains like we knew they were already there and they weren't interdispersed they weren't interspersed they had the villains and the heroes in different orders like i don't even think that the benamaru here is like he's in the middle like they have heroes before and after him so it's like super clear one thing that really gets to me right now is it's the way this cut in with walk like an egyptian is we are never going to have like a very serious dramatic moment in this entire part of jojo re where it's like oh man something bad's gonna happen here and we are away away i'll start like picking up in the background <laughs> oh, <that'd be> so- <laughs> <laughs> This must be the work of an entity stand. Way. Get <laughs> <laughs> the slow reveal and to walk like an Egyptian. It's walk not going like, to have the same impact. I'm going to save my mother's life. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> what if that does happen, though? How how great would that effing be? You know, I would be there for it. I would totally be screaming while that happens. Oh, my God. Like, get up out your chair. And yell as loud as you can. Oh my god, that would be so good. I want that. I want that so bad. Like, the most dramatic, like, tears mixed with rain. <laughs> and it's walk like an Egyptian. Just hear that. But I do understand, I mean, no, no, well, I mean, I guess full offense to walk like an Egyptian. I understand why Roundabout became an anime, an internet, like, own, people who weren't aware of JoJo or anime used the Roundabout meme. Like, that took over the internet. It's crazy, too, because I remember I had a counter. I don't have it up with me anymore, but I had a counter, and it only happened, like, four times, I think, maybe? Oh, where it, it was, actually acted like a meme. It was very rare when it actually had an early cut of, um... Of roundabout kick in. Yeah. It is really funny when it did, though. Yes. <laughs> I will it, give this show credit. It, it was always amazing when it did. It was always hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm really in. Do you have any extra thoughts about the these two episodes? Um, I'm just I'm just a big old... I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear with these. I'm getting more into it. I'm I'm not quite there. I'm still missing young Jonathan a bit right now. But I'm I'm starting to get there and I got a feeling when the squad is all five manned. I mean, the squad is full manned right now, but when the squad I mean, yeah, gets... no, no one else. I mean, there's there's not room for a Frenchman on this squad. I got a feeling that once we get the full squad and we get on their trip to Dio together, I'm going to be more on board. Perhaps literally because they're going to be in a boat together. Oh man, yeah. How many oh, boat so episodes ready. are we gonna have? There's so many boat episodes. I just I'm I'm feeling I feel like it, it is funny to see just how the identity of this show is the connection between the party. Right. 
Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah. Oh, Joseph. Joseph is great. <laughs> He's still my favorite character. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's gonna be hard to beat him walking around screaming about pants. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's it's such a strong moment. It's such a strong character moment, too. Is Joseph Joestar is Joseph Joestar. No one can take that from him. He's still that guy who was checking his teeth for cavities because Caesar was being too sweet one table over. Yeah. Oh, God, the spaghetti fight. I guess the only complaint I have with this show is maybe my least favorite character is Jotaro. Is it going to stay that way, though? I mean, there's he's got options. He's got he's got opportunities. Yeah, you're not wrong. At the moment, he's like the least likable character because he's deliberately being portrayed as like this uncaring, like punk, badass asshole. Yeah, but we did learn we have we already have some cracks in that though because we learned he does actually care about his mother. He's not just a complete dick to her. Yeah, and it's just, it's weird because I feel like because of how the team is structured though that's gonna have to be his role because as coin becomes more and more of the sweet boy and yeah. joseph is always the loud yelly overreacting guy and abdul is the straight man like i don't know what room jotaro really fits into this i wonder what uh dynamic uh ben amaro is going to be taken here that's a good point that's a good point at the moment it's just killing them and i don't see a brain slug on him yeah. He's got a pretty blatantly obvious forehead. Which didn't Kakyoin too though? I feel like that couldn't yeah. have been hidden. I, I feel like there's probably I don't remember. I wish I remembered if there was like they're like, oh crap, he had a brain slug too. Like I don't know remember if that's where that's going. But uh we'll have to see how that goes. Um but yeah, I'm excited to see it's so funny because I feel like those first two episodes, not enough happened because like a Jojo episode. If you watch two of these things, one of my favorite parts of this project is like, it feels like an eternity could take place in two episodes of this show. And I feel like I finally had enough happen in this third season in two of these episodes that made me feel good. That's yeah, that's fair. Also the Speedwagon foundation is back. You know, maybe that's where it started to turn around. Exactly. Those those cars showed up. I guess I guess maybe it is an indictment against the show that both of us had the immediate assumption, like, wait, are they just gonna leave Holly alone by herself? They weren't even gonna think about that. Yeah. For fifty days. Hey, stay on this cot, try not to sweat too much. That was a legitimate concern I started to have. Like, no, they're gonna like I thought they had to leave someone behind, right? Like, no, someone's gotta stay behind, but no, that's not how the show works. Yeah, they didn't build in an extra character. Yeah, they gotta all go. They can't just leave her. What are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was uh yeah, it is indeed crazy how that happened. Man, I just I dig that. I'm starting to dig this show and I'm really excited to see where things go and how things pick up. Um but yeah, I guess that's my final do you have any other final thoughts for this, for this edition of the book club? And I'm always rooting for Joseph. Oh, man. Joseph forever. Joseph eternal. We haven't even gotten to the meme, Joseph's meme from this season yet. Is it him shouting in English like he does always? Yeah, him yelling, oh, my God. Okay. Like, when we get there, I know we're going to, like, lose our gosh darn minds. 
think it's it's already his thing though. Like he had that in part two. Yeah. So he hasn't done it fully yet in this. I think he snuck in. I think he snuck in one of them. He snuck in a word here or there, but they haven't done anything too crazy yet. Ah, oh. oh man, such good. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, but what are your what are your closing thoughts for the book club? Uh, this has been neat. Yeah, tarot cards. <laughs> All righty, so so endeth uh, this edition of the book club. <laughs> <laughs>